Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for tech professionals. We work to simplify your finances so that you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burkwell and Alex Collins. Hello everybody, welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burkwell, with me my co-host, Alexander Bradley-Collins. Thank you, Ryan P. Berkeley. I want everyone to know your middle name. Uh, actually, I want from now on anyone that wants to talk to Alex, please refer to him as Alexander Bradley Collins. That would make my day. Welcome to the show. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, thanks for joining us. Beer and Money was started from a really started from a seminar that we held at a local company. Um, and we wanted it to kind of be low-key, chill, and just a place where you can chat about money in a relaxed setting. So we actually bought everyone some some beers and had a conversation around money. And we called it Beer and Money. So that's where this podcast came from. Uh, for those of you who are returning, thanks for returning. We haven't annoyed you too much just yet. <laughs> Maybe they enjoy being annoyed. <laughs> Maybe they not. No, please tell me that's not the case. <laughs> it is tax season. Yay! And one of the more popular conversations we tend to have um, with people uh, tends to be around this whole idea around Roth conversions. Right. It's an interesting topic. We've covered Roth versus traditional in terms of contributions before. And now we're going to jump in and dive into conversions. They're becoming more and more prevalent. We're seeing more people ask questions about it. We're seeing it pop up in conversation, in news media, more and more frequently. So, so why is that? Let's, let's talk about why it's become popular. And that's really because of the tax environment and what changed when Trump's tax law came into came into effect and it sunsets in 2025 currently it sunsets in 2025 who knows whether we're going to have uh, another republican come in and extend it or provide deeper cuts or a democrat come in and uh, cut it off sooner like who knows but let's just talk about the change that did occur and just quickly high level you know we went from a tax bracket that started at or zero, right, to then 10%, then 15, then 25. So the jump from 15 to 25, and the current tax brackets start at 10, then 12, then 22, then 24, right? So just that alone. Yeah, the bottom of the brackets, both starting at 10, not too big a change. The real big change starts coming in at that, 12, 12 or what used to be the 15% bracket and then kind of really magnify from there. So 10, 15, 25, 28 versus 10, 12, 22, 24. It doesn't sound like that much. And that's maybe about two thirds of the change. The other change came into play with how wide the brackets are. So we had this lengthening of the brackets, uh, meaning that you had to earn more money to go up to the next bracket. And it's something where this is always good to remind folks, 
I've run into a ton of people, a ton of really, really well-educated people that don't really understand how our tax system works. Our tax system works on a marginal basis, meaning that the first 19,000 or so of income that you make is taxed at 10%. Everything over that is now taxed at 12% until you reach 77 and change. And then uh, it goes up from there. And I'm I'm looking at a, a... tax table from a year or two ago. So these numbers might be off a little bit. The point remains the same. The first X number of dollars that you earn are taxed at 10%. The next are taxed at 12, then 22. So if you go up a tax bracket, it's not as though all of your money is taxed at a new higher rate. So for a lot of people, their marginal tax bracket went lower. Correct. Due to this change. And so because their marginal tax bracket went lower, some of them are t- are considering doing a Roth conversion, so paying taxes now. With the idea that then they won't have to pay taxes later on. The younger you are, the less you make now, the more you expect to make in the future, the longer time horizon you have until you need the money, the more this type of planning makes sense. So when we're looking at retirement accounts, right, we've had a whole podcast on traditional versus Roth. Right. And just as a quick reminder, because that, that that's really the basis for today's conversation, is traditional is pre-tax money going into a retirement account with tax-deferred growth. And then when you pull the money out past the age of 59 and a half in retirement in this situation, you'd be taxed on that money at the tax brackets you would be in at that time. Correct. And the biggest misnomer is, oh, I won't have any income in retirement. And that's not anywhere close to accurate. Versus Roth, which is you pay with after-tax money. So you've already paid the taxes on the money. It has tax-deferred growth and then past the age of 59 and a half again. But this time when you pull the money out, it's tax-free. Yes. So that's the difference between the retirement accounts. And now you can start to understand why for some people when they're looking at taxes... If they feel as though taxes are going to go up in the future or they may be in the same or higher tax bracket in retirement, they're wanting to pay the taxes right now. Well, again, what you and I preach is creating balance, making sure that we've got if we in an ideal world, we get to retirement with roughly equal pools of money, roughly equal Roth, roughly, roughly equal traditional every dollar that your employer puts in is always going to wind up on the traditional side of the balance the the ledger um, and then you have control over the dollars that you put in whether that's Roth or traditional and again we want to create balance for those folks that are earlier in their career being heavy on Roth is actually probably a good thing because we've got a longer time horizon for that money to grow and that tax-free growth can do more good and you're also typically lower in your earning potential early in your career they're obviously example or exceptions to that like pro athletes for example like their income kind of drops off dramatically their income is definitely more early on in exactly. life than later on in life so let's let's jump now to what we would call Roth in-plan conversion right and so some there are some company benefits where your benefit is you have a 401k retirement plan and you have the option for the traditional and or the Roth side and then there's an additional option where you can actually convert some of the traditional side of your money to Roth. Yeah, this is becoming more and more popular right now. 
Not all plans have this, so you definitely need to check with HR about whether your plan offers this or not. It really allows you to now control what your income is year to year. And if your income varies from year to year, you can really take advantage of this. In the really good years, you get a big bonus, you make more salary, more commission, whatever the whatever your income is, it, it's up. Great, let's take more tax deductions, put more dollars into the traditional side in those years. And then when you have your down years, if that's your restricted stock units were lower because your company didn't do as well, whatever the case may be, like, okay, during those years, we can use those years to convert the traditional over into Roth and we can change our, our uh, contributions around as well. So there's a couple different levers that we can pull to help create balance and help try and take the deductions in the high income years and take the tax hits in the lower income years. The biggest trick to this is being able to have the cash to be able to pay for the taxes. Yeah, so let's talk about that aspect of it, just to make sure we're crystal clear. If we do a conversion, what what do we do on the taxation side? You're going to show this as taxable income, and as a result, you're going to owe more in the way of taxes. And we definitely don't want to pull that out of the plan because now we're potentially taking a penalty for early withdrawal. There's taxation issues with it. It somewhat defeats the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. So you have to have the cash to be able to pay the taxes or at least be aware that, hey, there's going to be a tax consequence to this and have a plan for how to pay it. Right. It might be a lesser refund. Right. Which is, that's a totally legitimate way of doing it. Having cash outside, like, okay, hey, I know I'm creating an extra $10,000 tax bill. So long as I've got 10 grand that I can use for that, not too big a deal. But make sure that we plan ahead of time and know what that's going to be. So that's called an in-plan conversion. You can also do a, a, a conversion to a Roth as well. You don't have to, to, it doesn't have to be offered via your employer, depending on your situation. So not everyone has access to a Roth conversion uh, inside of their employer plan, but how you're set up outside for your retirement accounts, you might want to consider this as well. Yeah. If you have a traditional IRA, then you can always do a traditional IRA to Roth IRA conversion. Now we only talk about this going one way because you can only do it in one direction. You can only move from traditional to Roth. You can't go the other way. And what this allows you to do is it allows you to, again, show income as taxable income. Now it goes into a Roth, which unless you mess up or do something wrong, should in theory never be taxed again. You have to hold it in the IRA until age 59 and a half. And there's a couple other caveats of ways you can access it earlier. But for the most part, you're not going to pay taxes on those dollars ever again. So now the question becomes, okay, is it better to pay taxes now? Or is it better to pay taxes later? Going back to what we talked about earlier, creating balance is massively important. Just don't try and do that in high income years. Yeah, which... And clearly the, the myth is starting to become debunked. Otherwise, people wouldn't be doing this. There used to be a myth, and maybe it's still out there, but it definitely was spoken about more where it was almost like a statement of truth that everyone retires in a lower income tax bracket. 
And the fact that there are conversions occurring is kind of debunking that myth because if that was actually the case, no one would be doing a Roth conversion. Right. So we hope the, we hope the value you're getting out of this podcast is a, just considering taxation now and into the future. And you're exactly right with that statement, Ryan. Anytime you're considering this, evaluate the numbers, take a look at, Hey, what do we think our income is now? What do we think our income is going to be later? What do we think tax brackets are going to do? All of those things play into it. So make sure you visit us at beerandmoney.net. You can check out all of our other podcasts there. Uh, You can also there at the bottom there, there's a, 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 a question format where you can email us uh, a question that you may have that you may want us to, to speak about on the podcast as well as answer our question of the day. And our question of the day for today is where do you think taxes are going and how does that affect your plans as it relates to Roth conversion? So again, make sure you visit us at beerandmoney.net and send us your response to that question. And that way we can speak about how everyone's talking about on a podcast in the future. Hope this podcast is valuable and have a great day. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. LSJ3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 9093991100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, number FINRA, CIPIC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-94203, expiration February 2022.